everyone and welcome to another episode of Grandma Tonic number 65, 64. I don't fucking know. I can't count. I'm so fucking tired and I am feeling very grandma core. And before we even say introductions, Apple podcast listeners, leave us five stars. YouTube listeners, um, dislike, a, a like, leave comment, leave hate, leave critique. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Share our stuff, please. Thank you. Anyways, I am one half of the grandmas today. Cecilia CC or Cesar, whatever you like to call me. As long as that rude because I'm very tired and I will cry if you insult me. But it's okay. As after I take a nap, after I go to bed, I'll probably be fine. Um but today, as I told Sergio right before we started recording, I have this cocktail in a can. Screwdrivers, share with family friends, but it's just me, bitch, because I need a fucking drink after this is today is my sixth day working in a row. Tomorrow's my seventh. I cannot wait to be off and see Sergio and eat some Guatemalan tamales. I am so fucking excited. But Sergio, let us know how you're doing, what's going on, and when you're going to come in town. We can talk about plans. We can talk about the week that I've had and things like that. Um, I'm okay. Uh, well, no, I'm not okay. I've had a <laughs> heavy emotional mental day. Yeah. Um, uh, Lou Rowe calls me. And said, I can no longer sell leggings because I don't represent the company culture mm. and values. And I asked what was the company culture and value. And they said, because I'm not outright scamming people, I can no longer oh. sell their shitty leggings. Damn. So that's what's caused my mental anguish, anguish for today. Mm-hmm. And I'm very much in pain because I was on Facebook Live so yeah. selling legging uh item 265 and i outright had to stop <laughs> shut the hell up um i'm i'm drinking this uh vizzy seltzer uh watermelon and strawberry and i'm gonna mm-hmm. open it hopefully you can catch out it's sprayed all over my forehead <laughs> Um, yeah, I've had an eventful week. I first want to talk about this fucking eBay seller. I tweeted the other day, if I go to Wisconsin... Okay, I saw this, I just not comment on it. I was like... (sighs) I'm beating the bitch's ass. So, basically, what had happened was... uh, So, I started selling some old Chipotle stuff on eBay, Uh and it's basically just the company gift from last year, which is basically just a really shitty speaker. It doesn't even last four hours. Shittiest audio quality. Worst fucking speaker ever, right? And so, I'm selling them for $5 plus $5 shipping. Other sellers are selling them for like $30, so fairly reasonable. My dumbass. So when eBay prints out the thing, it's first class, not priority mail. And what do I have that John picked up for me, but I didn't know the difference? I have priority mail bubble mailers. And so we're going early. Like we literally wake up an hour before we have to go to work. Well, I mean, I try to wake up two hours, but John likes to sleep in until barely before to go to work, you know. Mm-hmm. Men's routines. All I got to do is poop, brush your teeth, boom, ready to go. I like to have a slow morning routine. As I said, grandma core, grandma tonic this week. I love to pack the lunches get ready you know wake up slow so we go and i talk to one of the mailmans because we see him like because usually they come or like usually between like 11 to 2 and so i see the mom and i'm like hey um before we go to the post office I was like can i like give this to you or like can is there any way i can find the mailbox he's like no like it's okay as long as it's paid for you should be fine tell me why it comes back to my house and uh, and then they have a little like wrong postage sticker and um I go to work and then John John goes figures out what's wrong with the package. Basically, what happened is that we just used the wrong fucking mailer. Mm-hmm. So we just paid the difference for that. So really there's no cost. The only thing that was wrong is that they never updated. It's the same um, tracking number. So it still says delivered at my house. Um, and they haven't updated it. I opened up a ticket with them, but they never responded. Um, and then this eBay seller literally 
um, because they were just back and forth calling me a scammer, misgendering me, calling me a he, and stuff like that. And I was like, I don't really care, but they're not, like, reading my messages. Like, I said, like, hey, like, I'm really sorry, like, my fiancé is wrapping up, explaining everything fairly cordially. And, like, the Mm -hmm. last message that I sent was, like, hey, like, I'm not going to be available during the weekend, so I'm not going to be able to contact you because (laughs) I'm fucking at work or I have other things going on, so I really just don't want to fucking deal with this. And then Saturday, he opens up a ticket. And it's like, they're scamming me, da-da-da-da, with eBay. And then eBay's like, what do you want to do? Do you want to, like, refund them or resolve it or update tracking numbers? Um, I'm not responding to this person anymore. All I'm going to do is update the tracking, get a new one sent out. Because that one that I already sent is already on its way. Mm-hmm. Mind you, this is going from Texas to Wisconsin. I don't know how far, I don't know how long it's going to take. It's pro- going to be more than fucking five to seven days, probably. I don't know if you know how USPS works, but it, whatever it gets there, it fucking gets there. He doesn't understand that, though. So... I'm not gonna, I'm not, I'm not poking the tiger. I'm not dealing with this anymore. I'm going to send another one. So this person is getting two speakers. I'm paying for shipping out of pocket for the second one. Mm-hmm. And then I also have, I tried to, I moved this in, but I do have a package for one of my, my pen pals, but I, I didn't know if her address was in there. So I'm gonna blur it anyway. But I have that for her. So I'm sending out that. And then over the weekend, I also had two more buyers and I messaged them because they're not being up my ass like a little gremlin. And I said, hey, I worked the whole weekend. I am going to send out your package on Monday. Only one of them responded and they said, cool, awesome. And I was like, oh my God, thank you for being a fucking angel. So tomorrow I get to wake up early. I'm packing Wisconsin fuckers second package because they want to be a wani baby to eBay. And then I'm packing up my two other buyers with the proper mailers so that (laughs) they don't fucking get sent to my house again. And I have this issue because that was basically the issue is that I used the wrong mailer and it got sent back to my house. Um, Partially my fault, partially USPS fault, because the lady could have gave us a new tracking number, and she didn't. And that's our yeah. only issue. <laughs> but I, no hate to the USPS people, because I love them. They're all very mm-hmm. sweet. Every single mom I've met, except for one of them, is pretty nice. Um, but yeah, have fucking patience. Like, I'm not, I'm not Amazon. I'm not Amazon. I'm not Jeffrey Bezos. I'm not any, I'm not Mark Zuckerberg. I am literally just this old-ass bitch working 40 hours at a bakery, trying to become a shitty content creator online. Give me some the, fucking slack, dude. God damn. The, That's what pissed the, me off more. The first buyer should off should have bought Cecilia Prime, Cecilia Prime because you're always offering Cecilia Prime to all your friends and family, but you never offer exactly. to other people you don't know. And if they knew, they would just get the two-day shipping, right? It was, it's because exactly. it works out that well. Um, yeah. Okay, this first buyer, I have... I'm just imagining this person has a room just filled with Chipotle merch. Because he seems so eager that he wants these Chipotle literally speakers wants, so bad. And that's uh, the thing. There's so many listings for them because literally we we gotten so many. Like, I'm sure uh-huh. they're just like us. We have a, just a box of them in John's truck. So I'm trying to get rid of them. Literally, John was giving them to the cashiers. The, uh, the cash, the, you know, like when you go, when you were shopping no, at no, grocery no, no, store, no. right? Make some money off of them. Don't no, give yeah, them away. He, gave, he only gave away three, but that's the thing. They're a shitty speaker. Even uh, if you look up like my username or whatever, like that I have for everything, because it's either my alternate or my main one, you'll okay. see the listing and it'll say, This is not a good speaker. It is just a gag gift and better for people who like the company. Yeah. The battery doesn't last that long and you're basically paying for that. And this thing, other buyers, I mean, other sellers, they're charging $30 free shipping for this. This speaker is not worth $30. I, I understand making your money, make your money. But I'm not going to scam people for just some shit that's in, no, that's in yeah. my fiancé's truck. No. And also, <laughs> he chose the cheapest buyer. So also, if I was a bitch, why would you want to go with the cheapest the cheapest seller who's yeah. also not communicating with you properly? It's like, 
Use your fucking brain. As in, I'm a nice person. I have, I literally have had patients. I was messaging this person over like Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday constantly, but they don't want to be cordial. They want to be a greedy little gremlin. And I doubt they're ever going to listen to this, but it's like, I, I don't even care about my eBay rating. I don't even care if people keep buying this. It just pisses me off that there's no patience. There's no expectation. Oh, they're scamming me. He's scamming me. He said his fiance, da, 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 da. First of all, she heard. Sometimes it's they, whenever, whenever I'm feeling. <laughs> I think that's the funniest part. Like, that, that's not the part that made me. It's just like, why can't you be patient? And why, like, I literally even said in my last fucking message, I was like, thanks for understanding, exclamation mark, because I know that they're just being a little asshole. And I was like, I will be unavailable and I cannot assist you any further. You know what that means? I literally, it's out of my hands and USPS, <laughs> you are at the mercy of USPS. Yeah. Why can't you understand that? So, out of the kindness of my heart, this is how I'm resolving it because I'm a nice fucking person. I'm going to be the p- bigger person regardless of whether or not they rate me one out of five, call me a bitch, whatever. I don't fucking care. I'm sending another package and mm-hmm. I'm not sending a message. If I could, I could glitter bomb them. I could glitter bomb him. I could fart in the bag. I could do a number of things. But I'm not. I'm going to get the stupid priority mailer, bubble wrap the speaker in it as well. Put their address, put my address on here, and fucking send it to them. Because I'm a fucking adult. And I'm not a big whiny baby who sits in their room you all know, day buying Chipotle shit on eBay. They <laughs> messaged me like four times in one day. Do you not have a job? Do you not have hobbies? Like, it's I, a I, little I, bit too much. <laughs> I mean, it's a Chipotle it's speaker. A, it's a like, Chipotle speaker. It's not like you're getting a Chipotle sweater. If it was a Chipotle sweater, I get the urgency. But you're yeah. saying it's a cheap speaker that probably is going to last tops three months i don't even think it's gonna last three months no it's so shitty so like what's the urgency it's a speaker don't i'm sure this person has other speakers in their house like exactly you're not even gonna use this i'm just imagining this person with two chipotle speakers (laughs) like what are they gonna do with them exactly he has friends and family go over to his place and he's like do you want to go see my chipotle room and it's like my just collection. Like what you think uh, exactly what you think a sex room is? It's just there's a but swing Chipotle. in there and everything, mm. but just like Chipotle shit everywhere. There's a Chipotle poster. There's a Chipotle yeah. mascot from 1965 that no one's seen ever. And mm. then there's just like random shit all over the place. It's just Chipotle themed. Yeah. Um, Wisconsin user three sixty five eBay. You go fuck yourself and just eat cheese. <laughs> I don't know, and that's the thing. Like I'm, I, I like if you look in the video, you can see I'm red because I'm angry, and it's not just because it's like I've already had such a like turbulent week of like good news and bad news and f- having ups and yep. downs and feeling shitty, and just for this person to be the last fucking straw literally <laughs> it just pissed me off and then the other fucking day i had this stupid instacart buyer who wouldn't take no for an answer 60 year old lady i'm explaining uh-huh. to her i don't have chocolate cupcakes with chocolate icing to sell to you uh-huh. the fucking cupcakes behind me are texas tech colors white buttercream black buttercream red buttercream there's no chocolate icing on there the black may look chocolate it's vanilla like literally let me miss it, this is the entitlement of older people really, really pisses me off because I do my best to be a good customer. Do my best to be cordial. Do my best to be nice. But if you're being a bitch to me and saying, no, give me those ones. I'm texting my buyer. I'm like, you're doing this for what? You're not even going to get a tip from that person either. So why make the now, effort? And they're going to get a I've, shitty tip anyways. <laughs> exactly. I mean, I have, I have a thing against old people just because they're old. I think we should yeah. ship them off to like... Uh, a summer camp with children yeah. and just all year long. With children. I don't want to see them in society. <laughs> 
uh, Sergio is being a little ageist, but but my coworker, I found out my coworker who's annoying, the one who's literally um, psychotic, she's fifty seven. Oh, well, so that I, explains I, it. I do agree. Maybe, maybe she should be in a home. Maybe she should be with other older people. But I, I, I don't yeah. know. It's I really don't understand the entitlement of people. And it's just like, why Why can't you have patience? Also, why can't you take no for an answer? It's people <laughs> like those who have never been told no and who have never been told to shut up or have never been just extremely just let down their entire lives. eBay buyer and Instacart lady, you have made a very strong enemy. And I'm practicing witchcraft on you right fucking now. Y'all are going to have the worst. You're going to twist your ankle. You're going to have diarrhea. Your I, your fucking earphones are going to get stuck on the door. And you're not going to be able to, Your AirPods, your AirPods Max, your MacBook Pro, your iPhone, they're all going to fucking crack. This, this and, is... This is such a bad time to piss off someone who has access to the supernatural arts because it's also exactly. spooky season. Uh, mm. Cecilia has crystals. She has friends who have crystals. I do. Me being a crystal bitch. Um, <laughs> and our power is just amplified during spooky season. Exactly. So those people better fucking watch out. Exactly. Oh, but but other than that, I've had I, over the weekend, I did have a couple MILFs. I had some new mom. I had. <laughs> This one pregnant lady, this one pregnant lady, literally the cutest fucking lady I've ever seen, literally with uh-huh. her mom, she's so pregnant. I'm like, why are you running around the store like this? Like, they're planning an event for something. And I was like, do you want something? Do you like, it's do you want a little a snack for a party? No, no, it wasn't. I think they were just having, um, it was because they were also buying liquor. And I was like, I know you can't drink that. Ah, yeah. Um, but... but she, <laughs> no, no, I don't think she looked like a good mom, but, uh, she was just you so can. cute. It's and just I, not recommended to. It's not recommended. Um, but I was like, do you want a little snack for you and the baby? And then she's like, oh, my God, if you're offering, yeah. And I was like, hell yes. You are literally the cutest MILF I've ever seen. Pre-MILF, MILF, whatever. So I give her and her mom some <laughs> macarons, and they're just so sweet. And the thing, you can't say that it's stealing because my boss, my department manager, tells me if some guests want to sample some things, you can totally let them because it literally keeps them back. It keeps them coming. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, uh, but so- yeah, that was and some other nice MILFs. So you awesome. offered a macaroon to a pregnant lady and her baby, right? Yes. Yeah. So did the baby come out of anywhere to receive the macaron? The macaroon? No, no. So you only re- you only offered to the pregnant lady, not her baby. I said when I said the sentence, I said you and the baby, but also it's because she was visibly pregnant, and it was not at six week or five weeks, and we don't know that she, whether or not she's pregnant. So, but she I mean, was if it's very, it's be- if it's below six weeks, she could still terminate it here in Texas. It's not a fetus. It's not even a thing. It's not even a person. Not even it's a not light anyone's yeah. eye. Um, she could also be wearing a thick belly. I I seen women wearing thick bellies before. Yeah. Uh, to get very stuff. Uh, that's why I think pregnant people are really suspicious. <laughs> Because why are you carrying a parasite willingly? Um, That's true. So, but she was yeah. cute. And I was like, oh, you're going to be a good mom. There's no, also, I don't know what it is about just like it being October, September. Yes. Cute I, um, attributes to being a good mom. Yes, that's how exactly how it works. Exactly. No, oh, what was, oh, there were so many moms and so many babies. I was just, this one fucking lady. Every time I kept talking to her, mm-hmm. as I kept talking to her, more and more children kept popping up near me. <laughs> I was, when, when she came to the bakery, there was three kids, and then one of her kids came back from like getting something from a different aisle, and then one of her other kids came back from the restroom. So, started with three, I think there was five, and then maybe another one in the cart that I didn't see, but they all got cookies. They all got free cookies, because okay. you can get a free cookie well, in the bakery. Good. What a relief that they got free cookies. Um, I, mean, I might be revealing something. I might be revealing something about myself, but have you ever seen Doctor Who? 
Unfortunately, yes, I have. Unfortunately, is that what you said? Yes. Well, we're going to have like the biggest friend fight ever. Um, we're literally not. <laughs> You're so annoying. <laughs> um, so when you said that kids were popping out of any everywhere it reminds me of the weeping angels of doctor who where you oh, just like yeah look look you, off you and they just appear, they just move so yeah. this is what i imagine that was happening with you and those all these kids are no, just popping i mean literally i would like look at her and then i would like look at something else and then more children kept popping up so it was kind of like that but it was also very endearing because they literally all looked like her like i love when babies steal oh, their mom's good. faces because you don't you don't carry your child for nine months plus, and then for them to look like they're fucking other, like look like the other fucking parent exactly. Like, oh my God. if I ever, if I ever actually like carry, like fully carry a pregnancy or things like that, I want my baby to have my face, regardless of whatever gender they choose to be. Um, if they're feeling like me, I'd be very mad. Not that my partner isn't handsome, very handsome man. I want them to look like me. If they're gonna be in there for nine fucking months, you better look exactly <laughs> better fucking look like, like you. me. Exactly, uh, exactly. There's a, I'm watching, so currently right now, uh, Real Housewives of Potomac is on, yeah. is, they're on their current season, and there's a housewife named Ashley. She just had her second Ashley? baby, <laughs> okay. and her her husband is like maybe 70 years old, I'm not even sure. Oh my god. Yeah, god this man it. is a grandpa, he's not even a father compared when he interacts with his children. Their second child, I didn't realize it because it showed its mm-hmm. face last week. And that kid legit looks like a fucking old man. I'm like, this baby's bedroom and button. (laughs) (laughs) Well, babies come out, some of them come out very wrinkly and they look like little dolls. And some of them look very cute. I have seen ugly babies. I have seen ugly babies. Don't fucking tell me there's not ugly babies. No, there's horrible, horrible looking babies. (laughs) Tons of ugly babies, yeah. Well, this this goes back to a thing I have with my family members where they said I commented something really horrible. But I said that <laughs> you shouldn't take pictures of babies until they're fully done in the oven. Because no I one agree. wants to see an ugly baby. Everyone wants to see a cute baby. That's the whole point of them. That's the whole uh, point. Exactly. If it's if it's still raw, if it still looks old, if it looks red, put it back in there. wet put it back or in anything, there. put it in back in the oven. Let it get done. Fully cooked. Uh, no one wants to I... see like a half done baby. <laughs> I want to know the science behind preemie babies. And if it's just like stress on the mom or something. Because like when they're born like three to like two months early, they're so tiny. Mm-hmm. They're like a little like a little peanut well, pocket. No, well, they're premi- like ring light size. A premature no, baby can be caused by many many things. It could be stress. Yeah, I didn't it look could, at articles. It could be malnutrition. It could be what various things. So, I'm also not like, a doctor, so this, this could, all could be, be a baby. Like this could be a preemie baby. My Nintendo Switch. That's crazy. Like, I think that's size. the size of a full blown baby. To be honest. I know babies babies are bigger than babies are bigger than this, I think so. I also haven't interacted with a lot of babies ever, so I I think some babies look like this, but I'm not sure. This is also a candle. Hmm. It smells like mahogany teak wood. So I hate that candle. I'm gonna say that's the worst. It smells so delicious. It smells like I'm in a forest. This this is the superior candle. Superior candle, white barn, Paris Cafe from Best Man. See? Yeah, white barn. No. Be- Paris Cafe. Be- literally, hold on, let me read the fucking notes. Rich roasted coffee, sugared brioche, vanilla cream, and oh, essential no. oils. Can't no, no, fucking no, no. top it. Literally. That sounds like I'm I can't wanna, I don't like smelling I wanna, anything I like that right I now. can possibly taste one day. Cause smelling something so sweet makes my teeth hurt. I don't know what's Where's the correlation with that, but it happens. 
Um, I might may or may not set myself on on fire on camera. So oh, Speaking good, about good setting content. things on fire, um, what? And this is actually a long story and also a conspiracy. <clears throat> okay, do it while so, I'm distracted. When my parents, when we moved to, to this house that I'm currently in, um, yeah. we had a we had a house fire three years after we moved, which is where my mm-hmm. cousin currently, one of my cousins currently lives. His house caught yeah. on fire, and the house right next to him on the right side caught on fire, and those houses completely burned down. And our neighbor, she said there was like a conspiracy about every year a house was going to catch on fire. And anyway, that conspiracy never became fulfilled. None of the houses caught on fire until this week. Third, uh, Friday at midnight. <laughs> Friday at midnight. I Friday heard sir. I've heard some sirens and they were like really close. I thought, oh my God, cops are chasing uh, one of the Fast and Furious <laughs> members in our neighborhood. Because no, it, house it was. Uh, no, I, I just thought it was like cops chasing people. Yeah. The I heard the sirens so fucking close and then mm. they just stopped. So I was like curious. I was Ooh, being a nosy scary. neighbor. So I opened my window and I look right across and I see this huge red orange flame. And I automatically go to my parents, parents, wake up, because I thought originally not our, not our neighbor on my side of the house, but the other neighbor had his house caught on fire. So I thought, oh, shit, we need to start packing up our shit just in case (laughs) our house catches on fire. Yeah. Uh, Just in case the wind blows ours on our direction. Right. Turns out Mm -hmm. I was way off and it was two houses down more that was completely caught on fire. Anyway. Yeah. We were there. The news came. Firefighters came. Everything showed up, right? They mm-hmm. turned. They put off the fire. House completely down. Burned down completely. That house's neighbor... By the way, this... And this is caught on fire, too. And the roof completely gone. Anyway. We find out the next day, Friday, so mm-hmm. two days ago, that the house that originally caught on fire was the vacant house that has been vacant for seven years. No one's yeah. lived there. So... Mm-hmm. And over the years, we had teenagers breaking into the house, uh, partying, doing drugs, yeah. people just squatting there. So they finally decided to board up the house this year yeah. to make sure no one was breaking in during COVID. I guess people were... The bank was just tired of people squatting the bank. there. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so that's where Abe became very strange. So I spoke mm-hmm. to the neighbor, our, my, our neighbor, and she was saying, well, the house has been vacant for seven years um and she told me well i've lived here since i've been two years old and there is a there used to be a sierra arsonist on our block and she said the last fire that they believed that he set on fire was my cousin's house and like a month Mm -hmm. later that man passed away so she found it super strange that that house caught on fire and she thought someone else might have picked up where that person left off Mm -hmm. um and this is where it gets strange so at midnight, she got up, walked her dog with her kids. I don't know why someone walks a dog at midnight, but anyway, these people do. Mm-hmm. She decided she walked right past the house and she said she was joking with her daughter saying, oh, look, it's the haunted house. And anyway, so on their way back, she saw this white couple. Uh, she says that the female was around 20 something. She looks, oh, she looks around your age. She wears a beanie. I seen you wear a beanie a couple times. She kind of looked like you. 
Um, I was like, thanks a lot. Uh, but she said she also claimed that she saw the male to the couple coming out mm-hmm. of the house. He was wearing a he had long white hair, an older gentleman. So mm-hmm. when she saw the flame come out the house, she called. Um, she started freaking out. Um, she saw them very calmed. She's the one who called nine one one to let them know there was yeah. a house fire. She woke yeah. up all the neighbors. Minus us, because she's like, well, you guys are too far <laughs> for the fire to hit your <laughs> yeah. house. So there's no reason to wake you guys up. Yeah. But she said that uh, the couple's body language was very chill, relaxed, and mm. didn't give a shit about what was going on. So she believes they're the ones who probably caused the fire. Yeah. But she kept on asking them uh, where they were from, uh, because mm-hmm. she originally thought, because she saw the car parked right in front when she walked by it uh, on her walk. Yeah. Um, and she originally thought there were re- someone was going to redecorate. Uh, they were going to, you know, they're going like to flip renovate. the house. Or they were like, Ren- yeah, yeah, renovate. Or they're the new house owners, right? So yeah, yeah. when she saw them, their body language being really relaxed, didn't call the cops or anything. She kind of got really suspicious about it. Yeah, so she called 911. She told them to get their car out the way because they were parked right in front of the house. So they could go mm-hmm. somewhere else for the fire truck to park right there. Um, she said when they finally saw the sirens, they drove off, and she thought they were just gonna park somewhere else and come back. Mm-hmm. So when the crowd of left. neighbors, so when the crowd of neighbors started gathering, she didn't see him anymore. So when we went out, we saw her going back and forth within the crowds, and she, we were just thinking, "Oh, look, she's just being nosy because she's a type of nosy neighbor." Yeah. So, but on Friday, she told me, well, I was going back and forth because I was looking for them and they were completely gone. I even went after looking for their car. They were just gone. Uh-huh. So now there's a conspiracy of seeing if the someone's going to start burning houses again. And who in the fuck was this couple? It's just really wild. Yeah. And that is such an interesting. Also, when whenever like that that neighbor said that like every house is gonna burn because of da da da, that's a curse. Whoever she cursed y'all, or like whoever said the first one, like they're like y'all are all fucking cursed. Yeah. And well, it, this is my theory. It's either that like these people are reincarnations or physical manifestations of the curse. Uh-huh. That's why like they like they didn't look like anyone else and like the white hair things like that, or. They're just fucking. They just revived the thing and are serial arsonists. Kind of like, kind of like the Candyman movie when they're like, "Ooh, oh. let's bring it back." Da, 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 da. Do we invoke? It, do we invoke this last time when we mentioned Candyman? Oh, there we go again. We're mentioning his name again. Possibly, this man, possibly. <laughs> I told you he was gonna come for us. He's gonna come. No, but well, realistically, what the? F- like, why did you take pictures of them? If she's the nosy so neighbor, why wasn't here, she? <laughs> here's the other thing. The neighbor whose house didn't catch a fire that was the closest, he has yeah. trail, he has trail cameras on his front porch. What if mm-hmm. you don't know what trail cameras are? They're pretty much cameras for hunting, uh, specifically mm-hmm. deer. Um, and his trail camera points directly where the car was parked. So she was asking mm-hmm. me how exactly do I? She because she wants to know if they caught any footage. I was like, well, mm-hmm. and she also told me that her that guy is a is an asshole. So I was like, well, uh, just call the cops, give them a t- tell them that you think they're connected in this and somehow. And yeah. if they're curious and if it does seem suspicious, they probably go ask for footage. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, that was my like, recommendation, but yeah, it putting, seems really weird. All of this. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, basically putting in a tip like that that could probably lead to that will definitely they'll probably look for the. Mm-hmm. fucking footage or whatever I, my brain i'm losing i'm losing brain cells rapidly as i'm finishing this stupid drink 
But yeah, that is. I'm glad. First of all, I'm glad it wasn't at like someone's actual house where people yeah, were living, was, so no one's well, harmed. The, mm-hmm. Well, the person who lived right next door, their house caught on fire, and the whole roof was gone. Is gone. Like the whole foundation to their house is still there, but they had mm-hmm. to leave the but house. Just the roof. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's no injuries. No one died. No, so, but that's a good that's thing. Good. Yeah. Yeah. That's really good, yeah. So now I'm being uh, like Riverdale and have like a whole board with sus- <laughs> with people who might be the culprits You're, of this. It's a it's Pepe Silva time. Yeah, always sunny. Pepe yep. Silva time. Well, yeah. I can't believe you're like real world um, mystery, mystery Inc. Incorporated right now. Yeah, I'm completely shifted gears. I'm not doing social media anymore. I'm solving mysteries. You're solving mysteries. Oh my god, can I tell you something that might be insulting, but also I think is really interesting? So, I was looking at some TikToks, as I usually do, because uh-huh. I don't do anything else. Um, and this person, uh, basically this girl was saying, like, By she... Way, she you what? looking at TikToks is what caused you not replying back to what's costing 365 from eBay. You're right. You're right. Fuck that person. Um... So she, it's she basically like I'm a 21 year old, so full time social media manager. Oh god! Da, 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 live in New York. I have like 17 streams of income. I'm always working. Poop baby, right? You know, very girl boss, gaslight, gatekeep. But I stand, whatever. Even though she's fucking 21. Uh-huh. Um, and in the comments, she was, uh, people were like, "How are you like a full time social media?" I thought they didn't hire people like fresh out of college. And her fucking comment, <laughs> it fucking winded me out. Cause I was like, "Damn, no. I'm old." She said. A lot of companies don't want to hire millennials as social media managers because Gen Z's knows what keep up with the trends and stuff like that. And I was like, "Damn, so just never gonna get a job." No, um, <laughs> but that's my first thought. But I don't. That's, I don't think so that's fully accurate. I don't think sure, it's accurate. No, it's not fully accurate. I think um, what's what's happening is that a comp- a lot of companies have to pivot to social media now, and they yeah. just don't know exactly what they're looking for. Um, exactly because. The majority of the time when you read the description very carefully, they're not looking for social someone who does just social. They're looking for someone yeah. who does social, creative, someone who's willing to go talk to clients face-to-face. I mean, even if you Basically, just do social, you have to talk to people it's face-to-face. Like a, you're doing a full-time creative project manager, basically, pretty, while, that's also, pretty much what they while want. also yeah. running social media. So it's so, not just that. Yeah, it's, it's basically yeah. your everything. Because so, you're reaching out to clients, you're reaching out to other things. It's, it's a whole fucking worm, kind of worms. But I thought that was really interesting because I felt like that was like not two faced, but I feel like that's kind of no. backhanded because if you like want to work for Facebook or for other companies, they're going to want someone who is older who can catch on to the things, but Correct. also like, I don't know. The, I don't know. I, I the, just felt very weirded about the comment. The other thing about what her comment is that she's because she's obviously a Gen Zer, right? Oh, 100%. And we're like at the end of millennials, Gen Z, cusper. We're, right we're in the, the cuspers. Middle, right? Yeah. Yeah. So we can either pivot other direction. But yeah. I will say, I think companies are much more opening to hiring millennials more than Gen Z's because Gen Zers mm-hmm. only know things who are hot in the minute. And like yeah. from one month to the other, it's completely dead. Millennials mm-hmm. are much more adaptable and learning trends that last a lot longer. Oh, um, yeah. And we know what long format is. Uh, a lot of Gen Z are only captivated by short format, which short, short format, format is great if you want to catch someone's attention um, and have them buy mm-hmm. something instantly. But a lot of millennials are also very wired to learn to do and do their own research before they do oh, yeah. a purchase. So Gen Z, that's where they fall. They have no long. They don't know how to do long form content, and that's where they lack. So I think 
I think it's kind of half right, but also <laughs> half right, not yeah. completely true. I mean, if you want your TikTok and Pinterest things to blow up, I would definitely recommend getting in your social media manager. But if mm-hmm. you do want those like longer lasting relationships with your audience, definitely like Facebook, Instagram, and even a Snapchat. It, uh, segueing into uh, something that I, I want to talk about is I got, I wrote an article and I, I don't know if you read them or not, but um, I did a whole little expose kind of on Ilya Beauty and how they were, they basically did a small partnership with one of my favorite TikTok creators currently, and she also does mm-hmm. YouTube. And also to, to to briefly talk about what I want to talk about before I go into my tangent about Ilya Beauty is that TikTokers um, can do YouTube, but YouTubers can do TikTok and YouTube very well. Mm-hmm. Your uh, so, so I'll give two examples. Uh, one of them being the one who had a partnership with Ilya Beauty, Song Psych, Kirsten Titus, both two point three two point eight million followers on TikTok. Lots of engagement, lots of them follow getting huge things on Instagram. Look at their YouTube channels. Both of them have around, uh, so Song Psych has 23,000 or 20, like 24, 25k as of recording this and as of editing. And Kirsten Titus has about, I think it's 50 or just under 100k. And so it's very, very hard to pivot your audience to go to a longer form. And and if, if they truly love you, who for who you are, truly yeah. like you know, pre- or stand your brand, they're not going to turn to your longer form content because mm-hmm. they are usually it's probably because you have a younger audience or yes. and then those who are want to go to it uh could do it. And that's what I think is so crazy about like how like YouTubers can do TikTok, but not all TikTokers can do YouTube. Like look at what the mm-hmm. Demilios and Chase Hudson and all of t- them are doing. YouTube for shit. Yeah, like they have to have editors, they have to have a whole team to make everything spicy. And it's not that it's not quality content, but it's, you watch them for smaller form content because yeah. it's what can catch your attention. Well, you, this you goes try back to, to what I just said, all right? Um, yeah. Because if you have, when you do long form content, you have to sometimes be award win. You have to just be filled with bullshit and you have to repeat or many be things. Interesting. To, or you have to be interesting as well. Or you have to just fill it with just things you're repeating back and forth just to get the yeah. idea about the idea across but when you mm-hmm. go from long form to short term you're just cutting off all that bullshit that's not necessary exactly so exactly. that's what keeps the people interacting but when you go to short to long you don't know what kind of else you have to add on there to keep everyone interested for to keep all exactly yeah yeah because it's it's like uh just for example charlie's first tiktok video she's like hi guys welcome to my channel and everyone made a meme out, meme out of it for years but <laughs> it's the one that probably has the most views on her channel but it, unless you are like of that like intense mega fame on tiktok it is going to be very very hard to tra- to transfer your audiences because yep. of course they're going to follow you on instagram it's just a photo it's just you looking very pretty very gorgeous super easy but to get them to look at your longer exposés to your kind of more thoughtful content is very very hard but again yep. not that everyone can do it um, and not everyone is equipped to do it. Like, perfect example of a person who can do long, longer, and short-form content, Curtis Connor. Super popular on Vine, transferred to YouTube, super popular on YouTube. Also has a TikTok, very fairly popular on there. Also has a podcast, decently popular, but still has a fairly dedicated audience. Yeah, super like- talented guy, but, like, he had, because of his likability and because of his brand and who he is, mm-hmm. He's able to easily transfer the audience to different platforms and they all have their own niches and things like that. Yeah. But, and not everyone can be, uh, Curtis Connor, but in the same breath, not everyone can be a Charlie or a Dixie Dimulet. Yeah. You know, you can't write off of it's, other people's coattails and not be interesting for so long, you know? 
Yeah, like Vine is a really good example of this, right? Because we saw people like, yeah. unfortunately, like Lele Pons become mm-hmm. somehow famous on YouTube. But we also saw but like also, the and Jake Paul, the Paul brothers, yeah. right? Unfortunately, they somehow got big on YouTube. Mm-hmm. But we also saw people who are actually truly talented, who are somewhat funny, like Cody Ko, Noel Miller, come from those websites mm-hmm. and transition to long content and have done short content because they're back on TikTok. They know how yeah. to juggle that, right? They know but how to also, do all of it, yeah. Yeah, and they don't have younger... Well, they might have... They, when they started they buying, they might have had young audience members, but now they've grown up with them. And that's the thing with Charlie and whoever else, like Addison Ray. a lot of their audience members grew very, very young. The bad thing mm-hmm. about that, they have no purchasing power. Purchasing power. No purchasing so, power, yeah. If you want to sell them anything, you're not going to sell a lot of things it's because they have to have a legal guardian or parent buy them shit. So mm-hmm. that's the thing about that. Well. I had a point before I was going to say that. I'm but so I sorry. Talk- no, it's okay because I had talked for most of the podcast. Anyway, when I look at it, <laughs> I told you when I look at our audio forms on Audacity, mine uh-huh. is so fucking big and yours is just like very, very chopped in between because you're trying mm-hmm. to like interject when I'm just making these stupid grand arguments or whatever i forgot what i wanted to say but it'll probably come back to me whenever i'm listening or whatever but um yeah it's 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 a weird wild world wild world because you see a lot of these um as soon as they hit million or 100k or 500k -hmm. or whatever they're making these youtube channels start with youtube and then go to tiktok because you can clip your youtube videos fairly easily you can just stretch them and do all that stuff and add your poopy poopy tiktok your tiktok sounds and stuff like that and also go, going with the trends and things like that because for youtube took me literally like five years to hit to hit 230 whereas mm-hmm. like with, literally within a year i was able to get 100 followers and have over 2000 likes on all my content sure is it mostly cat oriented and then like weird random aesthetic stuff yeah but mm-hmm. it captures people's attention for yeah. that small moment and transfer it over but i i think this is the point that i want to say it is very hard to transfer that because um i little i made a little <laughs> i made a little tiktok about like how i really haven't been recording other like little snippets because it's i've just been working and i was like hey but here's my youtube i have literally over 200 videos on there so go follow if you want i was like checking because it was a slow day at work so i was kind of checking my youtube mm-hmm. my youtube stats not fucking one person subscribed but they liked the video so <laughs> see this <laughs> is the thing right tiktok yeah. is made to create brand awareness if you know how how you're using if you know it how to exactly. use it but you can't sell anything on TikTok because it's so fast. So and people fucking hard. lose interest really quickly. And this is where, this is why it is important to hire a millennial social media manager or someone, a coordinator who knows about yeah. this shit. Because Gen yeah. Zers don't understand this. They think they can sell shit on long form and short form or a blog post and it's going to be completely fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw a fellow freelancer who is around 20, 22, to be honest. Mm-hmm. And she was just copying and pasting what she did. I technically do this on our podcast, but I also have other shit going on. So I can't really focus a lot on our podcast, yeah. unfortunately. But uh, she ha- she was literally directing this client. Uh, everything that she was posting on the Instagram is going on Facebook and Twitter and so on. I'm like, oh, no. I told, th- I told her, you can't do that because, first of all, you're going to court create that all your audience members who follow the same pages, they're going to get bored of seeing everything. So they're mm-hmm. just going to unfollow all your pages and just follow one. So you're not hitting your impressions you need to. 
and mm-hmm. you're just creating still content all over the place. So why are exactly. you doing that? So again, this is why you should not hire Gen Zers. And general, also definitely ac- across the board, just don't hire them. <laughs> yeah, but that's also how TikTok creates a unique experience with these uh-huh. longer form content. It's how I get into people's podcasts because I see these mm-hmm. brief, funny snippets of them, just like how what's well, creating brand be- awareness. Exactly how the people clip VTubers and things like that. Yep. You see just twenty seconds of maybe a twenty hour live stream, and yep. you're like, "Wow, that's funny!" Haha, poo poo pee pee. Same thing with the podcast. That's why I personally think TikTok is perfect for clipping your, just like how YouTube is perfect for clipping your stream, your Twitch streams, mm-hmm. or your whatever streams. TikTok is the perfect place to clip your longer form content for your YouTube videos, for your podcast. For your Patreon, whatever, just to get people to transfer platforms. Super, super good for that. But that's not mm-hmm. the point I wanted to make. So I did a full kind of deep dive and expose into Ilya Beauty. Okay, and yes. I was We're going just back to this. So, so fascinated by the aesthetics. Like, think of basically, and I made this anecdote and comparison in my article that if Milk and Glossier are the rebel daughters and model daughter freelancers, graphic designers um, of Ilya Beauty. Ilya Beauty is the kind of COO, CEO of a random like business or law firm. Like it is very mature. What's her brand called? Ilya Beauty. I-L-I-A-B-E-A-U-T-Y. Okay. Look at, so on TikTok, they have maybe 500 on Instagram. They have maybe more. Um, Their YouTube is seriously lacking. (laughs) Um, Uh And I noticed that because this brand has apparently been founded since 2016. I have have never seen a mainstream YouTuber discuss their brand. And maybe it's because they're clean, ethical beauty. So they they practice a lot of skincare infused makeup. Very, Mm -hmm. very mature. So they they know their audiences. They know Mm -hmm. maybe older women and conscious consumers. Yeah. But that's the thing. If you can't grab those short-term audiences those audiences who are deep into capitalism those people who are buying the new color pop collection mm-hmm. you don't have these like flashy or um very very aesthetic infographs or just you know these these very very indie popular models um to get your brand awareness how are you going to give Grow. this really quirky um tiktok or a partnership but because her audience skews so young mm-hmm. and aren't aware of clean beauty you're not gonna get a lot of um you're not gonna get a lot of buyers from that and i, and I just noticed that and i thought that was very interesting because she's a beautiful girl gorgeous girl have never really seen her talk about sustainability or clean beauty or just eco consciousness or things like that and that's not bad that's not bad I get you want to put a beauty you want to put a pretty face on your brand. Mm-hmm. Totally normal, totally fine. But I think well, that's where <laughs> that's where we see Milka and Glossier excel where mm-hmm. Ilya is kind of lacking because in my so, article, hold mm-hmm. on, let me finish my point. In my article, I note that that because in the beginnings of Glossier and Milk, we had super super aggressive influencer marketing. We had them mm-hmm. saying, "Hey, this cool new brand. They, they gave me this cool new graphic to use, so I can post it on my stories. They, ha- I have fat steep discounts. I have discount codes. Here's a full video including all their products. Here's a full Instagram story including all their products." Um, and I don't see a lot of partnerships or hashtag ads or influencer marketing at all. And you maybe you don't need influencers to market your products, but if you want these like 20 somethings, me, clean consumers 
you、mm-hmm. kind of want to start sending them those PR packages and things like that because I'm sure PR packages create a lot of waste, but that's how you get again brand awareness. And it seems like、yes. they have hella hella money because they have all these accolades from Birdie and Allure and all these other. Beauty、uh, article writers and things like that, but I am just not seeing the connect to the gorgeous aesthetics to it being a long term brand that's just hidden in the covers. Well, just, that was just so interesting to me. You know, I mean, well, I can you know you can see the reasons why, but I'm、yeah. just so, so shook. But this is this is where we get into the territory that you can either say that they've hired people who to do social that might be out of touch, which is, might be very、oh, older people. Yeah. That understand their consumer base, but this can also mean that the customer, the company, doesn't understand who exactly they're trying to. They don't understand either their culture, their values,、yeah. or what their product or what their company, what who their demographic really is. Um, because I、they、mean, have- you can use all the de- you can use all platforms, and you still. You can still target market your demographic if it's older,、mm-hmm. if it leans older, leans older or younger. You can still do it very effectively, and still grow and capture young people, even though if you're not trying、yeah. to capture them.、Um, but I think this kind of just says that the company might not even know who they are, on what they're trying to achieve so- with advertising wise, well, and they, they might have. have- And they might have someone who's older who doesn't know what they're that, actually. That's、doing. what I'm thinking. Because I, their YouTube clips gorgeously,、mm-hmm. beautifully edited, but、yeah. they're not posting them on the TikTok. On on their TikTok, they're solely reposting、um, mm-hmm. partnerships and ads, and that's fine. But we don't、yeah. get to see those gorgeous loops or those gorgeous、mm-hmm. editing that you're paying all these editors for. And they're of course their brand identity super super strong. When you go to their website, beautiful UI. Beautifully put together, but when I go to their Instagram, when I go to their TikTok, when I when I look at everything all together after like look, I literally、mm-hmm. went those pages. I went to so many freaking times because I was just looking at the numbers and I was looking at the aesthetics and I was and I loved the brand message because they're skin first.、Uh, so like all of their makeup products have、uh, good good skin ingredients. So you have SPF and everything. You have like talc free, mica free, vegan, cruelty free, da 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 da, so on and so forth. So it's like perfect for like people who are vegan or people who are con- eco conscious、mm-hmm. stuff like that. They even have they even have a program to where you can send like empty products to them and they'll recycle them for you or they'll repurpose them into other packaging, and that's super fucking cool. But、mm-hmm. I hear crickets when even when you look them up on YouTube for like well, reviews, everything is like six months a year old. Nothing ooh, really has millions of views. Even their YouTube kind of dead in the water. They don't post daily. They don't post often, and that's、well, that's where that's where I go, boss, too close to the sun.、Mm-hmm. I emailed the brand and I was like, I know I'm not going to get a partnership. No, no, no. Bitch, let me but that's actually an excellent idea to do it. Or you should probably Exa- just offer、yeah. them. So you should you should probably gone a second step and just said, hey, your social is <laughs>、yeah. kind of not say dead, but you know. It's kind of like it's lacking and it's stale, right? Yeah. And just offered、yeah. some sort of help in that direction. You might have get like some sort of internship well, or an actual full time job. You never know.、Um, I think it's a great opportunity to just email and see if you get even the response. Well, because I did, but oh, I haven't、okay. gotten a response yet. So I said I drafted my email like at midnight and then I sent it off in the morning or like I did that Outlook feature from my business email because I have a business email now with my、okay. full name. And I li- I linked my I linked my blog I linked my my social things like that and my、mm-hmm. my basically my email was said I was like hey I'm writing this article on the brand and I love the aesthetics I see your brand identity 
but I can see where some things are lacking. And I would love to assist with that. Here's mine. And even if you don't see it or whatever, like, thanks for your time. Super professional. Very like, <laughs> I love your brand, but, but very much like, I love you, but do better. Basically <laughs> in professional jargon, because yeah. I really, really like the brand, but the, the price point as well. And just like them, no one really knowing who they are. I was just very, very cornfield because I thought it was like an MLM or like a scam or whatever. It's not. They're super reputable. Mm-hmm. But I was just like, there's something that we're missing. And I'm yeah. sure their social media people are maybe like older and they don't really they know what to do, do with that. They're probably, their social team is probably older because yeah, I like I just complain about a 21-year-old freelancer who just <laughs> reposts everything, right? Yeah. But you can, yeah. Have a, you can have a bank of just old of content, right? And you can reuse yeah. content. You just need 100%. to know when to use it because you don't yeah. want everyone who just follows all your pages across the board get the, the same old content, content five times. Mm-hmm. You just need to make sure, like, if they have YouTube videos, they can use, like, something from eight months ago and just promote it on TikTok and just clip exactly. out two minutes of it, at which I'm fine, which I'm sure they have two minutes of stuff that works independently 100%. that, that can yeah. sell something. Um, but, yeah, I mean... This is why you hire millennials to be part of your team. This <laughs> just goes back and reiterates what we've been saying. Everyone look out for my LinkedIn where I'm fucking creative director <laughs> at fucking Ilya Beauty. By the way. Manifesting, affirming, period. By the go. way, you kind of like texted me and threat. You made me, f- you forced me to follow you on I LinkedIn. Threatened, I threatened every, all of everyone that I know. Because I also, in girl bossing updates, finally <laughs> fucking updated and overhauled my LinkedIn Updated all my things, have super cool experience and the skills that I do. And she's hashtag audio, video, podcaster, whatever the fuck. And I've been like, every person who I know online and offline, I was like, you are adding me on LinkedIn, period. No excuse. I did not get that friendly message. I got accused of why I'm not following you at first. I'm like, first of all, I did not know that you had a LinkedIn page. <laughs> Second yeah. of all, Miguel, a friend of the podcast, chimes in that I'm already following you. I'm like, okay, I'm not on LinkedIn 24-7 where I just get notifications and I need to get on. Well, it's weird because I made mine like a kind of creator page. So like you can follow mm-hmm. for updates, but you can also like connect so you can scissor yeah. the people. Um, <laughs> I don't know the difference, but I, do I was like, I barely know how to use LinkedIn. I liked it, but I don't. I don't know. One, I get a lot of like imposter syndrome because I'm seeing people get all these cool, great opportunities, and I Same. get to see everyone who I knew in university have these awesome, cool Same. big boy jobs, and I just get so green with the jealousy. And that's the thing, jealousy isn't a bad feeling because it no. does make me motivate to be better. But it just makes me so bitter and angry at myself that I just have. I can only spend. I can. I legit. I cannot spend more than ten minutes on LinkedIn without just getting angry <laughs> because it's a lot of like. My thing, um, I totally get what? where you're coming from because I have, yeah. I've also experienced this. I have friends who have like who who are, who I went to class with, who have yeah, jobs, same. and I'm like, what the? But my thing is like, I'm happy for them for get having jobs, yeah. but I do a lot of reflecting, and this is probably where a lot of my mental illnesses comes from, and it gets me mm. in the really funky mood because I'm like, what is wrong with me? Why I'm not? I'm not getting Why? jobs, and yeah. I have. And most of the time, I have a better resume than these people. Mm-hmm. And also, I am in an industry which is majority white. So it, a lot of that it's happens. Harder. 
Mm-hmm. So, but I also got to go like, what is, what am I doing wrong? I've changed the way I do interviews now because I'm very self-conscious to yeah. how I'm responding. If I'm being coming across sarcastic, I try to interact with people a lot more. Um, mm-hmm. Even with the questions I ask, I always tend to ask one or two questions to make, to make them think I'm interested in, in their responses. FYI, majority of the time, I'm not interested in what they're saying. But <laughs> Yeah, that's fair. Um, but yeah, I, I've done stuff like that because I'm becoming very self-conscious. And I do yeah. I do want a full-time job because as much as I like freelancing, it's not stable. It's not stable. And you don't have those sexy benefits. And yeah. you have to pay more on your taxes. But yeah. I, don't, I don't think you should be feeling so much imposter syndrome because when you're in a completely different stage in your life than all those other people, mm-hmm. and you also have to think about those those people probably also already had financial backing from family or friends or whatever to be able to spend hours on LinkedIn to define connects or spend hours doing all these interviews and da da da, da. That's where I have to like also just think to myself and mm-hmm. realize that like, I went through some deeply traumatic things during my mm-hmm. university stay and during a lot of other things. And uh, I I was in a completely different path. And would I do engineering? Fuck no. Would I do so, UI, UX, or graphic design? Oh, probably, definitely. And I'm probably going to get an associate in like creative writing or something else mm-hmm. at, at um, uh, DCC or whatever, whenever I moved to Dallas, just because I find myself loving more writing than thinking about helping people in treatment. And that's the thing. I would love, I think, had I properly graduated and did my internship and started working in my field, probably would have loved it. Probably mm-hmm. also would have been extremely burnt out because it is very, very emotionally taxing. It's a very taxing, yes. My, my, th- my degree is basically half healthcare or one third healthcare, one third psychology, and one third addiction and rehabilitation and family services. And it is extremely horrifying. The, um, stories I've heard and one of my closest closest friends I literally call her my wife is going to is a social worker slash um, licensed master social worker and the things she tells me um, about her kids and about her visits because she does work uh, in the public school district system mm-hmm. make shake me to my core and make me want to cry just because of the things that some of the kids go through and so it is very very hard the industry the, at least emotionally because there's always mm-hmm. a plethora of openings and like and things like that because they need people in those roles they need those caring kind hearts to go into these fields but it's really, really just emotional taxing. And I'm already at my limit most days just because yeah. I already stress myself out over other people. Mm-hmm. Literally, um, one of my coworkers is uh, 17 and he also has some ro- deeply rooted issues that I had when I was younger. And I already and I'm just trying to be the person who I wish I had in my life, mm-hmm. you know, trying to be that positive adult figure. So I got him a little gift card um, for our grocery store so that he can get lunches because he forgot his debit card today. And I was like, did you eat? Like, are you OK? Whatever. And he's like, no, I didn't. Da, da, da. And then I was just worried because John had told me a story about, you know, when he well, things that he went through and how he had to do things that he didn't want to do to be able to eat and it really really made me sad and I wanted to cry because I was also in a similar situation like that and it's it's nothing like super super bio traumatizing but it's not mm-hmm. my place to say what he went through but mm-hmm. I did get him that um and he was like you don't have to like I'm gonna vent me and I was like no it's yours uh, it's I'm an adult it's my money this is for you if you ever forget your debit card again so you can eat even if you don't want to eat I know but you can get your little snacky or something mm-hmm. like that just because 
I when I was seventeen and I was working literally full time at Walmart, I wish I had had someone like that just offering a lending hand. Yeah. Um, but I definitely would have changed my degree <laughs> and just done something completely fucking different because not yeah. that I'm miserable, but if I had started working full time in my industry, I would totally be burnt out and miserable mm-hmm. and be extremely medicated just because of how hard it is on you mentally and emotionally. But that doesn't mean we yeah. have to end on a sad note. You know, there yeah. are so many other positive things that I'm doing. And good, good news, I got scholarships for one of my certificate and I got scholarships Ooh, for, one of my pro- for one of my programs that is 75% funded. So I only have to pay Ooh, a small yes. amount. Yes, so that's really that's good. Super- Congratulations. And, and it's, with literally, it's literally with NIU and something else. So NYU, NYU. So that's fucking cool. And I'm so fucking excited. Congratulations. And I'm like, and I, you bet your ass I'm going to connect with all the people on LinkedIn and I'm going to fucking find me a career over there because... Yep. If there's anything that I am, it is determined to uh, do what I want, regardless of if I have a degree or not. So, mm-hmm. anything yeah, stop me. and I just want to add something else. Uh, no, at any time during your university, outside of your university, even before, it's okay yeah. to pivot. No matter how old you are, it's okay to pivot 100%. to doing something that you actually enjoy. Um, I am extremely grateful for the time I've been freelancing. Uh, one, because I know how to work independently. Second, I know what Period. kind of environments I like to work in. Um, and I've gone to learn a lot of people in different backgrounds and information mm-hmm. in different industries. So I think that could be extremely useful within a full-time position. I, why yeah. do I feel like I'm interviewing? I'm like, I'm being interviewed <laughs> by you. But like, uh, really? yeah. This is your Vogue interview. Sergio, what is your 23 questions? You know what's funny? I have an interview tomorrow at 3 p.m. So this is great Let's practice. Um, and this is for a gaming company. So hopefully it goes well. Let's go gamers. Uh, Dorito crumbs and Mountain Dew. <laughs> <laughs> uh so it's okay to pivot uh even it's something extremely different from you what you originally studied 100 i i i found myself writing a lot and i'm not like per se someone who dreams about writing a novel it's always been a joke mm-hmm. that i'm gonna write a book but it's never been like a thing that's very, yeah. very serious uh but i'm writing a lot more it's something i enjoy mm-hmm. it's very therapeutic for me it's a good too, outlet. so it's mm-hmm. great. I mean, uh, pivot if you if you want to pivot if you have to. It's it's you learn a lot about yourself while doing so. As well, if any of you people are listening, if any six of you are still listening and you're working mm-hmm. your dead end job in customer service, there are so many free workshops and people on TikTok who yeah. are quote unquote career coaches mm-hmm. who can 100 percent transform your resume, transform like all these all these things and give you these free courses and knowledge so that you can get these remote jobs. So that you can be product manager or UX UI or anything else that you can be. A millennial be social media manager. Period. Exactly. Literally, there are so many resources free online that you can learn about and do. Because even those like Google ones through Coursera, to get, to get them fully paid off so you don't have to pay a dime. All mm-hmm. you have to do is basically write a super, super small essay, input your information, wait two weeks. So if you're thinking about doing it, start now so that you don't have to yeah. wait to get your course for free so that you can do that. Because mm-hmm. literally there was the same person, again, on TikTok, did the project management foundation foundations and got a job at Google six months or so later. So it's not out of the realm for you to keep working customer service until you die. As soon as I quit my job... I, I'm already bulking up on my certificates, so I'm getting one from my NYU and I'm getting one for project management core, uh, whatever. And then I'm working on my online portfolio, which is basically the things that I do for YouTube and the things that I do for my, um, beauty blog and stuff like that mm-hmm. so that I, you, they can see those. 
so that I don't have to work at the, another fucking bakery. And I, do I love the bakery? Yes. But am I emotionally exhausted and stressed because my coworkers literally make me want to rip my hair out? Absolutely. <laughs> um, I am, I'm blessed to be able to save some things up and to afford my courses, but I will be damned if I am not burnt out and tired of helping customers because they make my fucking job a nightmare. And yep. I know they're making some of you guys nightmares too. Uh, well, to pivot the conversation, um, and a little bit on a more serious note, if you're a Texas serious. voter, all my Texas friends voters. in my group chat did not yeah. eat, text me back saying, oh yeah, I no, should I do didn't. this or not. Um, haters. If you're a Texas voter, <laughs> registration opens on September 28th, Tuesday. It's a Tuesday, not a Monday. Make sure it's going to be a great time to make sure you're registered. Make sure to be a great time. To, it's, it's your correct and current address. Yeah. If you need to change that, go ahead and change that because elections are happening next year and it's better to be registered early than too late. Period. I don't know what we're voting for though. So another another the another thing I'm excited to see you this week. It's our period sec, yeah, second yeah. time we're seeing each other in person by, after literally in like person six after years. starting this podcast. Yeah, <laughs> and, and since I graduated, so I'm excited for that. I'm bringing you yeah. some watermelon tamales. My mom made period. them this week. Um, not because I'm it's so Hispanic Heritage Month or anything. She just wanted to make some. So I'm mm-hmm. excited for you to try some. Uh, try, so you and John to try some. Um, they're good. They're different from Mexican tamales. I know I they're in the banana them. leaf. Yeah, they're I've in the seen banana pictures. Leaf. Yep. That's my. I literally told John. I told John. I was like, I am so excited because they're in the banana leaf. And then literally after I said that, I started making. I I, I don't know why I couldn't wait because I'm literally gonna see Sergio uh-huh. Tuesday and Sunday when we're recording, and I also work Monday, so I could have made it Monday. But I literally made Sergio's mom's cake. Which is, I'm so excited because I literally spent so I literally spent 45 minutes making this cake. It doesn't take me that long to make a cake usually, but I was just so excited with the little details. So I did homemade strawberry maceration, which is just sugar and strawberries, and then I have lemon filling, and then I did um, homemade whip that the bakers that the decorators make mm-hmm. every morning, and then I did so way too much with the with the decoration. But it's because I I accidentally flipped the layers upside down, so they're supposed to be okay. uh, round side down. And uh-huh. then uh, the flat side up, and then uh, then round side down, flat side up. I did the exact opposite of that, so that's why it looks a lot bigger than it is. <laughs> it looks literally ginormous, but I'm picking it up tomorrow, and I'm so so excited um, that she's going to have so, it because. Wait, are we seeing each other Tuesday or Wednesday? Because I literally get in town on Tuesday. Um, I have Tuesday and Wednesday off, so okay, either excellent. day is fine. Okay, cool. Yeah, I will be there, and I will be square. And I'll have your mom's I, cake as well. I do have another interview on Wednesday, so it'll be after that. But after that, literally, I have nothing else to do. All I'm planning is that I have to sell my books to the bookstore because I have too many and I need to get rid of oh, them. I'll Even go though with they, you. we could go do that together if you want. Yeah, literally tomorrow before I drink my entire bottle of wine tomorrow, I have to pick out all the books that I want to sell because I have too many fucking books. There's some that I do like I because ha- they would. Uh-huh. <laughs> they they would have been good for my career had uh-huh. I graduated on time, but I don't think I'm ever gonna read them. And there's mm-hmm. also this one book that I have that's made by like a person who traumatized his own patients, who is supposed to be helping people who suffer from okay. PTSD and sexual trauma. So I'm gonna sell that one as well, even if it's fucked up. I just don't, I just don't want to own it. Like it makes me feel gross owning it. Uh-huh. As, as so I'm gonna do that. You know, I goal. have a couple. I have a couple books I want to get rid of as well. I might, bring I might them. be able to take them with you. Yeah, yeah, bring them. We can um, sell them. 
there's some books that I've I I've loved I've loved and I kept mostly just like trend books and yeah. drawing books. Do I know? Do I know? What I'm so, so sad about what I this my favorite poetry book that I've ever gifted from someone who I had a crush on who really really uh-huh. loved me gave me this book that I read in one day and mm-hmm. I'm never gonna see that book again the original one that they gave me because it's at my my dad's house and I'm never oh, gonna no. go back to my dad's house ever again I'm you- so sad because that book had so much memories to it and I still know this person um but obviously there's no romantic feelings oh, I'm with no. John or whatever but I'm just so sad because I read that book at a really really low point low point in my life and i still every year i plan on repurchasing it and mm-hmm. i never repurchase it but uh, i'm just sad and in my you feelings know, now because i had a drink I, I, i'm this, not a fan this, of this drink uh-huh got me f- i'm fucked it up. got you I'm, fucked up yeah oh I'm i have a poetry book that i don't read poetry i'm not a fan of it i, I have love it. poetry i could take it if you want it yeah bring it to you me totally i'll take have it. it i have yeah. notes in there but you know it's not a big deal but I love the I love those books. Like I, this is just a a book that I got forever ago. Um, it has no notes in it, but I love when people like have little anecdotes, and you can see it in there. There's uh-huh. this one book that I have. I don't know what book it is, but it's literally like from so and so to so and so, like happy birthday, or whatever. And they fucking donated <laughs> it, or it got sold in a garage sale oh, and ended up no. at the thrift store. It's probably so a breakup please, or something. Yeah, I would make me so sad because like someone bought this or made this for you and they loved it. They loved uh-huh. it so much to give it to you, and then you fucking gave it away. I yeah. I got this textbook, uh, not a textbook. It's a reading book for one of my yeah. It's for my drama class. It's about the meatpacking mm. industry in the 1920s, and it was filled oh, with notes. So when I got it, yeah, there was like a couple spaces I could write on it. But mm. I also like tear the shit out of that book. Like I yeah. wrote, I wrote so many notes in that book that I just it it came it went over the person who originally had that book. But I yeah. like that book so much, and it looks. I think annotated books look kind of awesome. Just in general. I, but, I agree. And but, they help out so much. If yeah, you're like someone who donates your books to like your university library or like to other libraries, I cannot tell you how helpful it is to already have like pre-anecdotes in there or things highlighted mm-hmm. because they actually are important to the class. Mm-hmm. So even if it's a university book or just another book, it is so cool to like go through other people's memories and how they live through yep. the book. Because I was just thinking about that, too, when I was at work. And not to be sentimental or, like, to end the podcast with sentimentality. But it's better than being sad or depressed, you know? Yeah. Um, That even though, like, I play a small part in my job or whatever, that people will have, like, lasting memories from the things that we do there. I.e., like, all of those first birthdays or those 50th or 60th or 90th birthdays that they do with. Mm -hmm. Or people come back and they're like, we love the way that you, like, did our cake or whatever. Or that you took a cake. Like, we only want to order with you. Or da-da-da-da. Like... I don't know. That makes me really, really happy, despite like me not liking my job anymore, that people still love my customer service and my brand of customer service. Mm-hmm. And they like to come back to our bakery because just the way that we do things and how we function, because we always want our customers to come back and da, 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 whatever, you know. But it, it really makes me happy that them like, you know, getting cookies or getting or sampling or, you know, that mom and her baby bonding over the Macron or whatever, that there are like lasting memories at this stupid corporate yeah. bakery. <laughs> That, I don't you know, know, that just that just makes me very happy. You know, and also to add to that, I'm also the same way, just a little bit different. Because the memory <laughs> I leave behind is an invoice. So <laughs> Yeah, cash money. Give, cash money. Go ahead, no, no, no. Go ahead and I send take, me money. I take uh checks, uh Venmo payments. I never Venmo. take cash. 
<laughs> PayPal, Zelle, but cash is not tax, so sorry, might as the well thing, start taking cash. Well, the thing is, with the jobs I do, I have to report that tax if oh, I'm doing true. things legally. So the fucking IRS, the IRS, IRS is never gonna get me. U.S. Department of Education, IRS, y'all never gonna catch me. Sorry, besties, uh, I don't care. This so, may be evidence, but guess what? Parody, baby. Commentary. <laughs> Not everything's a joke. <laughs> it's all a joke. We're all laughing about it. Don't worry about <laughs> it. IRS. Yeah, IRS. What um, are you talking about? Yeah. The IRS <laughs> is not a real U.S. department anyway. Pff, they aren't. Joke. They're a fucking joke. Really? International Revenue Service or whatever. You're a revenue service. <laughs> I don't think You're it's nothing. international. I don't think Wait, the what is the I? I, uh, I can't look it up. What does the I stand for? IRS. <laughs> Sam. I bet you I'm right. I hundred percent. Uh, it is internal, close, internal, close, mm. but not exactly. But it right. doesn't even say like U.S. Department of Taxes or whatever. If they were, if they were maybe U.S. <laughs> Department of Taxes, then I would U- respect them. The U.S.R.S. <laughs> that is close to say. <laughs> that's close to Russia. You know what? Fuck it, the baby. U.S.R. Come- Communism, give me that shit. Give it up. Uh, okay. Well, we're giving <laughs> communism think... in the form of alcohol with the cocktail of the yeah. week. Let's go. Um, the cocktail of the week that I've chosen from a excellent website called Deuce de Cita. <laughs> Ew, uh, it is called the Fall Fizz because it is. This episode is coming out on October. So, wait, no. Yeah. On the last week of September. Last week so. of September. Uh, might as well get ready for spooky season. Um, the ingredients are two ounces of gin because I apparently love gin and I can't only do cocktails that have gin in it. You old bitch. A uh, half ounce of lemon juice, a half teaspoon of agave nectar, three ounces of sparkling apple cider, a slice of apple to garnish, a slice of thyme to garnish, and thyme. a lemon. Sl- no, with thyme. Whatever. Uh, a thyme to garnish and also a lemon slice to garnish, but that is optional. Everything else you have to. This is unnecessary. Also, <laughs> I don't like gin. Old people gin like is amazing. Gin. I love gin. No, I love. You're disgusting. Gin. You're no. disgusting. <laughs> no, that that I'm old. S- I'm solving mysteries, so I'm only drinking <laughs> gin or martinis, like straight up gin or martinis. That's I'll what say I'm whiskey. having. Don't detectives drink whiskey because they have alcohol problems, low-key or something uh, like that? Should I start drinking whiskey? I might have to no. add that to my repertoire of drinks. Even Maybe. though I don't even I drink don't anymore, but... Literally, whatever, you fucking I right. literally just had heart seltzer. Exactly. The hypocrite, <laughs> the hypocrite levels are rising as we keep recording. Uh, yeah. Anyway, is there anything else you want to say before we end this mess of an episode? No, I'm good. Okay. You're going to say that, and then you're going to interject no, again. No, I literally anyway. have nothing else to add. <laughs> anyway, if you like more of us for whatever reason, we are Tonic Pod on Twitter and Project Tonic on Instagram and TikTok. TikTok has I've been offline because I haven't fucking had a video <laughs> to edit, but I should be able to get a couple, two weeks of clips at least from this fucking video, uh, which is awesome, fun, sexy, cool. If you like more of me for whatever reason, I am Isnosomnia, I-S-N-O-S-M-N-I-A on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, Pinterest, because you bet your fucking ass I'm about to SEO optimize the fuck out of my Pinterest after this, uh, Cecilia G on YouTube, 
and um of course podcast no one's home on permanent hiatus but you can still listen spotify anchor youtube and wherever else podcasts uh, are available a podcast i would never get invited to never ever ever never ever <laughs> um if you would like to follow a depressed and anxiety ridden a millennial social media manager Political who's activist. also a detective part-time you could follow yeah. me at search thoughts both on instagram and twitter yeah that's it because i have nothing else to add on the <laughs> It's so I love that like social media managers like oh, and unless they have like seventeen um small businesses or like uh-huh. literally make money from everything they do, they're only gonna have like maybe two, maybe one social media that they actually like. That's yeah. so hilarious to me. I <laughs> Sergio. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. Only do two. Bye bye. Bye guys. Bye bye. Oops. <laughs>